Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And welcome to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Here's an interesting statistic that surprised me. The five-year survival rate for women in the United States diagnosed with cancer is only 33%. Only one-third survived that long. However, the five-year survival rate for men is only 23%. Now, that was using conventional treatments. What about using cannabis oil? Our guest today is going to tell us his story of being diagnosed with lung cancer. And joining us from Illinois is Ray Elmore. Ray, good of you to do this. Tell us the story of how you found out you had lung cancer. Absolutely. Um, I was having some trouble swallowing food, uh, not going down. So went to the doctor, found out it was a hiatal hernia that had progressed to a point that I had to have surgery on. Uh, during the process of the surgery, a chest x-ray showed two, two nodules in my left lung. Further investigation showed uh, early cancer stages. Uh, doctor said, we're going to monitor it. In six months, we'll see you back, see what we can do with it. I said, no, in six months, you'll see me back or sooner and it'll be gone. And the doctor looked at me and asked, how? I said, well, Rick Simpson oil. You might want to research it because it's effective. It works. I know about it. I'll do it. And we'll see when I come back. Okay. So 90 days later, she orders blood work. I go in and do my blood work. Calls me in the next day, looks at my, me and says, uh, your blood work shows no cancer. I said, I know. Thank you. <laughs> Just you know? as easy and as that, says, right? Yeah. She says, again, she says, you know, uh, what, how did you do this? And I said, I told you before to research Rick Simpson oil, RSO. It's a cancer derivative, uh, cannabis derivative, sorry. And uh, it kills cancer. That's what it was designed for. Um, and haven't been back to the doctor since. Um, I've, I lost, oh my God probably 60, 70 pounds of, of weight muscle-wise. Um, so I, I've been a, a semi-pro professional athlete off and on my whole life, played semi-pro football, won a national championship playing semi-pro football at 46. I uh, had my last uh, professional MMA fight at 46 years old. Um, had to stop because of concussions issues. Um, but the cancer, I have all my energy back. I feel great. I feel healthy. Um, after the Rick Simpson oil, uh, I just need to start working out again and put my weight back on, I guess. You have an interesting story, Rick, because you are six feet five, and at one yes, point, at one point, you weighed two hundred and eighty pounds, and it wasn't fat. You were muscular. You had kind of the Arnold oh. Schwarzenegger body. <laughs> I was up, uh, the heaviest I was playing football was three hundred and fifteen pounds at about nine percent body fat. My wow. God. Yeah, and currently, that's, that's what I say, my last pro fight, MMA fight at 46, I weighed in a heavyweight at 264 and a half pounds at 6% body fat. Um, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm a lean person naturally. I have a high metabolism. Um, I'll be 60 years old in April. Um, I don't look my age. I don't act my age. Uh, I take away the gray and, you know, I look 10, 15 years younger. Uh, I just don't care about age. Mm -hmm. We live our lives, you know. Um, Things get put in our path through the grace of God. I was able to kill my cancer, and I'm here for a reason. We'll find out why eventually. Now, you lost all that weight because of digestive issues? Uh, digestive issues, and, and I think the cancer had some effect on that also. Um, 
Uh, the digestive issues, like I said, with the surgery were corrected. I have my appetite back. I can eat what I want as much as I want. Uh, I just haven't started uh, physically working out again to put the, the muscle and weight back on. So you had the surgery for the hernia, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, and actually it failed the first time. I had to go back a year later and have it again. Uh, the second time it, it's held and, and been solid. Now it's been uh, two years since then. Uh, the cancer I had, uh, I, I killed my cancer would have been just over a year ago. And like I said, I feel great now. Do you know yeah, what that's... stage the cancer was at? It was early stage. I, I caught it quick. You know, luckily, like I said, by the grace of God, it was it was something that they found inadvertently. Um, I really, you know, had issues with with the weight loss and stuff, but I thought it was just because of the digestive issues and and the hiatal hernia issue. Um, what a hiatal hernia is is when your esophagus pulls up from through your diaphragm, um, <clears throat> starts to cause um, acid reflux, you know, heart trouble, swallowing things like that. Well, mine had gotten to the point where my stomach was almost pushed up against my diaphragm, so it was hard for me to take a deep breath. Uh, doing cardio and stuff was, was difficult breathing, which it never had been before. So I knew there was something wrong. And, uh, through the, like I said, the x-ray chest x-ray for the prep for the surgery is how they found the nodules in my lung. What was, uh, that must've been one hell of a shock to you to find that you had lung cancer. Um, I'm a Marine Corps combat vet, so I don't get, you know, freaked out or upset about things like that. Um, it, I've had my mom's side of the family's had a lot of uh, there's seven girls and five boys in my mom's family uh, of the girls. Let me think one, two, three, four of them have had uh, breast cancer or uh, lymphoma. Uh, their daughters, one, two, have had four or five cousins female that have had breast cancer issues. So it, it runs on that side of the family for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, I've had an uncle with prostate cancer. I've had another uncle with uh, bladder cancer. Uh, I don't know if genetically it runs through the family like that. But like I said, the doctor, my last two blood works have been no cancer. That's good to hear. Now, tell us about uh, you're taking the, the cannabis oil. How much did you take? Um. Well, with the Rick Simpson oil, <laughs> it, it's, it's super potent. You got to start out with like a little piece of rice type, you know, size mm -hmm. and, and build your tolerance. Um, over the 90 day period, I'd worked my tolerance up to where I was eating two grams a day and still was able to function. Uh, it's just, uh, I think it's based on your body and how it processes actually as to how high you can go with it. I just wanted to make sure I killed the cancer. Um, I followed his steps uh, through the treatment uh, with his online advice on how to use the, the Simpson oil to kill the cancer. Uh, to to the T and a little bit above. I'm kind of a an overachiever. I do things a little bit more than what I'm supposed to with stuff. I'm not one to take medications. Like I said, I'll be 60 in April. I'm on no medication. Doctors are amazed. They're like, you know, no blood pressure, no nothing. I said, no, I'm homeopathic. You know, I don't I don't want your poison, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I do everything as as homeopathic as I can. And and with the Rick Simpson oil, like I said, over 90 day treatment period. It was effective. Did you take it all orally or was it by suppository at all? No, I took it all orally. Yeah. Now I made it myself. Um, I, I, you know, I got connected with a, a uh, compassion club 
in Michigan that, that provided me with uh, the flour to make it with at a, at a really, really reasonable price. Uh, they worked greatly with me. And uh, I, like I said, I, I got the stuff, made it myself, um, got it all taken care of. I've even helped other friends of mine who have relatives with cancer with providing them with, with Simpson oil, um, edibles, anything that I can to, to help alleviate the pain. I lived in Hawaii um, until 2016. I had to come home because my mom was late stage dementia. And uh, when I lived in Hawaii, my roommate, his mom had stage four lung cancer. Uh, she came to, to visit because they'd given her six months to live. And he said, I, I want my mom to see paradise. I said, okay, that's fine. You know, so she stayed with us. She was up and down all night on her pain medication. It wasn't helping. So I got up with her one night and I sat down and I said, look, I'm going to be blunt with you. I, 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 I smoke marijuana and it has tremendous effects and help for cancer. This was before I had my issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said, I won't smoke it. I said, that's fine. I can make you tea, edibles, whatever you'd like, you know, to help alleviate your pain. So she said, I'll try some tea. So the next day I talked to him, uh, got her set up. I provided the flour. Uh, she started drinking the tea. That night before bed, she had a cup of tea and she slept for six hours without pain. Wow. She never slept more than two, three hours at a time on the medication the doctor had her on. So the, the rest of the three months that she stayed with us, I provided her with edibles, uh, teas to help, you know, relieve her pain. When she came back, she got a script from her doctor. She got her medical license. Um, she lived almost another year and a half longer than the six months they gave her just with that type of treatment. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I am definitely a pro advocate. I mean, I've been a pot smoker since I was 14 years old and never in my life did I ever think that I would see legalization. Uh, this is amazing. Uh, it opens so many doors medically for people. Um, uh, it helps with so many things. Um, mental issues, uh, seizures with children. They've done it now where they can actually give it to children without getting them high, but it stops their seizures. Uh, just so many good things have come out of this. God, Ray, you've been smoking since you were 14. You drug addict. How could you? Yes, sir. <laughs> I was a police officer for seven years. That was the only time in my life I didn't smoke because I wouldn't be a hypocrite. Ah, I see. So you were a cop. Yeah. It's interesting. We've interviewed uh, some folks. Jason Berger, Corey, was was a cop. He uh -huh. uh, had this, he has this very, very rare uh, form of brain cancer. Wasn't yeah. given long to live, and that was uh, 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, we, uh, we won't mention the name, but we actually interviewed an FBI agent uh, who had six to eight months to live. Uh, mm -hmm with widespread bone mats and lymph nodes. And uh, we cleared her in three months. Yeah. Yeah. And she's yeah, that's it. still with us. A 90-day day process with, with Simpson oil. And it, well, it takes care well, of a lot of things. I got to tell you, Ray, I take exception to that 90 days. And, and here's why I do. I think there's too many variables. Like, you know, 60 grams in 90 days. 60 grams of what? An oil that, for sake of argument, is 72% THC. 4.2% CBD, 0.2% CBN. How damaged is the person's body from chemo and radiation? How many well, cannabinoid receptors true. do they have? So I think there's too true. many variables. So I try and steer people from that 60 and 90 because if they're not clear in 90, they're going, oh my gosh, it didn't work. And that's not necessarily the case. No, no, keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We do have some people that clear super simple like that, that, um, 
FBI agent I was just telling you about, but sometimes it takes a lot longer as sure. well. As well, but you you yourself did it in it sounds like three months, and you were clear. Yes, ma'am. But um, I like I said, I I'm 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 I don't know any other way to say it other than genetically gifted. Uh, physically, uh, my my metabolism, my health, everything else. Um, I'm truly blessed. Is that like I said, I can mom? eat what I want. Is that thanks, mom, or thanks, dad? <laughs> um, I think it's a combination, actually. Uh, yeah, it's more more my mom's side of the family. They were the the leaner. You know, uh, not really anybody obese or heavy on that side of the family. So I guess it would come from that side. But uh, my body's ability to fight things off. I don't get sick. I don't get the flu. I don't get the flu shot. I got the flu shot one time when they first came out with it. And I got sick for two weeks and I haven't had it since. I don't get sick. Uh, I just have an incredible immune system. I grew up, my great-grandfather had dairy cattle, um, drinking milk straight out of the cow when I was a little kid. You know, so I didn't have the pasteurized milk and stuff. Uh, yeah. We made they made their own cheese, cottage cheese, cream, everything. You know, on the farm. So I think that had a lot to do with it too. But again, I I, I believe that if uh, I had the knowledge of what I have now with the cannabis treatments, um, I could help my mom, her quality of life a lot more. more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, before she passed. Yeah. Uh, dementia is a horrible thing to, for somebody to go through, and it's it's just I think it's worse on the people watching, yeah, than it is on the person affected. Yeah, we we interviewed Chella a couple of weeks ago, and uh, yeah. Yeah. she she works a lot with Alzheimer's patients and dementia patients, um, and mm -hmm. very successfully with cannabis. Um, when you were doing the oil yourself. Was it a multi-strain or was it single strain? And did you take it throughout the day or did you just do it all at once? And did you um, start out fairly high or did you start out with that rice grain that you mentioned? No, no, I, I started out with the rice grain. <laughs> um, yeah, because like I said, it, it's pretty powerful, you know, um, it, it hits you pretty hard. You have to like develop or build your tolerance up. But I would do it, you know, periodically throughout the day. Um, and like I said, I was able to take it. it at the end of it, I could eat a gram in the morning and be functional. And then another one early afternoon and still be functional. Uh, my tolerance level, you know, it, it builds up. You know, different people are different with that also. Your, your genetic makeup, your metabolism, everything affects that also. But, yeah, I was at the point where I could smoke flour and it wouldn't do anything. Jeez, you're hardcore, man. I didn't want cancer. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wanted it gone. Two grams a day, and you were functioning. Yes, sir. Jesus, I, Ian wants I, to grow up and be like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, and it's 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 genetic. It's a lot of genetic. Um, yeah. As far as that goes, um, I take tolerance breaks, and they really don't do anything. You know, um, other people I know take tolerance breaks and they're like, oh, it helps so much. It doesn't, you know, I don't have to smoke so much now. Um, it, it doesn't affect me that way. I quit drinking five years ago. And uh, when they legalized marijuana, basically, I, I just stopped drinking. Uh, and uh, I can still go and have glasses of whiskey and I don't feel intoxicated. I don't get stumbly or mumbly or anything. Uh, another thing, the tolerance levels, uh, my body just adapts i guess i don't know but the the cancer thing like i said i've watched too many family members go through chemo and radiation the effects that has on their body is horrifying it's worse than the cancer itself so i didn't want to go through that i told the doctor straight out 
if if this doesn't kill it, I'm not doing the rest. I'm not doing the chemo. I'm not doing the radiation because I'm not putting myself through that. You know, um, I don't I don't have desire for for that much. Yeah, it's it's nasty stuff. We interviewed a woman in Newfoundland whose daughter had leukemia at the age of 19, and she's now 10, mm-hmm. year, 10 years clear. But she was saying that uh, when she was in the hospital, the daughter was in the hospital, they were giving her chemo and they spilled some. And uh, they ordered the mother to get out of the room, get out of the room. And the hazmat people came in and the mother said, what's going on? She says, well, if you get it on your skin, it can cause cancer. (laughs) And so they're giving it to you internally to eradicate cancer. But if it gets on your skin, it can cause cancer. So what the hell is it doing inside your body? That's a good question. Yeah, that was that was her come to Jesus moment when she realized no, I don't want my daughter doing. Yeah. No, absolutely not. And uh, Jen Brown, who we interviewed in Connecticut, who had brain cancer, she got rid of her brain cancer in five months, uh, doing mm-hmm. doing what you're doing, or what you did. And uh, But she has had cancer 10 times over the last 30 years, and she's undergone chemo. And she said the effects of the chemo were... You know, they lasted five years and they were harsh. Yeah. yeah. And once yeah, she, I, I, once she seemed to yeah, have, I, have gotten rid of the chemo in her system and continue to use the cannabis, she just felt so much better. She felt like she was in her 20s again. Absolutely. Like I said, in, with the Simpson oil, when the doctor said, you know, my blood shows, blood work shows it's clean. There's no cancer. Um, my energy level came back up. I, I sleep better at night. I, I My appetite came back. It's it, yeah, it's it's wonderful, you know, because feeling miserable went before, um, and not knowing why, it, you know, and then finding out that I had other issues. Well, when those other issues are taken care of, and I still have feeling the same way, then you know it's the cancer. So yeah, once getting rid of that, and I feel great. God, what shocks me is that you can uh, you sleep better at night, but with two grams a day, I'm surprised you don't sleep during the day. <laughs> well, that took some time to build the tolerance, but yeah, I, I could function completely. And like I said, I still, uh, I, I, I dabble with it here and there to make sure that it doesn't come back. If I feel any effects coming back, you know, I run through it again. I just want to make sure that it's gone. Do you use more than one strain when you're making the oil? And uh, do you use the same strains or do you switch it up or what? No, I've I've used different strains. Um, uh, high indica hybrid is what I used predominantly throughout the thing, but I would use different strains of high indica hybrids together. Um, together in one. No, I would or, no. Or no, just, just one strain at a time. Yeah, okay. just one strain at a time. Okay, thank you. Yeah, uh, it was it, it wasn't hydroponically grown. It was outdoor grown. Um, uh, THC content averaged about 23 to 25%. So. Right. Yeah. When you were in the Marines, did you smoke cannabis? Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. I was in, in the eighties. Uh, they didn't institute drug testing until my goodness, was it 84, <laughs> 84 or 85 is when they instituted drug testing in the, in the military. So I, it wasn't an issue before that. And I Surely wasn't going to stop, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm the I'm the guy that smuggled uh, uh, 
tie stick in my sea bag back on a, a ship with the Navy uh, when I was on a Westpac float. Uh, travel, you'd go six months on the ocean with the Navy, travel to different ports, yeah. and you know, come back. And yeah, I brought uh, almost two pounds of tie stick back in my sea bag back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell on myself now because there's nothing they can do. So you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, It's amazing when when you were a police officer, you stopped. Do what do yep, police sir. officers generally or personally think about cannabis laws and the use of cannabis? Um, in your experience, a lot of a lot of my my friends who are currently still involved in law enforcement are are pro about it. Um, a higher percentage are, are more for it than against it. The, the few that are against it just don't understand it, never done it. Um, they believe all the the garbage, you know, that's been put in their heads. You know, it, it kills brain cells. It makes you stupid. If it makes you stupid, I apparently was Albert Einstein because I have a 135 IQ um, and I've been smoking since I was 14. So, you know, <laughs> obviously it doesn't do that. If it makes you stupid, a lot of politicians are taking it. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the reason I asked the question is because uh, many years ago, when we first started this, Corey, we interviewed that uh, guy who put, uh, he was a vet, and he put the pills in a bag and had this. Oh, uh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. How many pills was he taking? Thousands. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It was and, a massive bag of pills. Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted to use cannabis, but being a vet, he couldn't. And uh, so they put him on all these pharmaceuticals, which were just creating all sorts of issues with him. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so sad that something that does no harm to you and has never killed anyone is illegal. While other medications like opioids, which no. uh, are dangerous, I mean, my God, horrible stuff. Yes. And uh, I think, you know, with veterans, uh, it's it's really become an issue. And I think they should be allowed to take it and take it freely. Oh, absolutely. It, it helps with PTSD so, so much. So much. So much. Yeah. Um, I hate to cut this short. I've, I've got to run. I, I have an appointment I just remembered. Um, but, uh, yeah, anytime you guys want to chat, I'd be happy to be on the show, um, share experiences, whatever okay. you need. I'm actually trying to start a podcast of my own to get up and running, uh, similar to this, but on a little bit different level. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate your time, Ray. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Before we go, I want to let our listeners know that you can help us spread the word about the amazing, often life-saving health benefits of cannabis just by sharing the podcast, writing a review, or rating us. We very much appreciate uh, the help of everyone who's done that already. And we really like the five-star ratings. We'd also like to thank those of you who support the show by making a one-time donation or a monthly donation on our Patreon page, which you can do for as little as $5 a month. It helps to keep us running. You'll find out how to do that on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Thank you for your support. It means so much to us. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on Podcon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.